This is uh, Dr. Pedro Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief of the International Journal of Gynecological Cancer, and today I have the great pleasure of uh, speaking with uh, Professor Ye Hong Liu in the Department of Gynecologic Oncology at Sun Yat-sen University Cancer Center in Wenzhou, China. She is the author of a very important study that has been recently published in JAMA Oncology. The title is Effectiveness of Sequential Chemoradiation versus Concurrent Chemoradiation or Radiation Alone in Adjuvant Treatment After Hysterectomy for Cervical Cancer. This is the results of the STARS Phase 3 Randomized Clinical Trial. Welcome, Ying Hung. Okay. <laughs> uh, Professor, I'm ready to start the Thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about our STAR study. Thank you. Of course, my pleasure. And thank you for allowing the time to discuss this with us. So I wanted to ask you, um, you know, obviously one of the main questions we currently have in gynecologic oncology is whether patients with early stage cervical cancer who undergo radical hysterectomy and have high risk factors should undergo adjuvant treatment with radiation alone or with concurrent chemoradiation. So your study actually uh, explores even beyond that, uh, and, and certainly this is an important question uh, in a prospective randomized fashion. So my first question is, uh, if you could share with us uh, what were the study primary objectives? Okay, uh, thank you for your questions. Just uh, uh, like uh, uh, we described in our article, so our primary objective was to uh, investigate if the sequential chemoradiotherapy uh, in comparison with the current uh, chemoradiotherapy or radiation alone uh, would improve oncological outcomes in post-surgery adjuvant uh, treatment for those patients with uh, stage 1B1 to uh, stage uh, 2A2. And this uh, is... Uh, cervical cancer I'm sorry, uh, patients. Uh -huh. So this is our, yeah, our primary uh, endpoint. Yes, and, and I understand this, this is also... Is, yes, and, and I understand this was a, a three-arm uh, study looking yes. at uh, sequential, yes. um, then chemoradiation, then uh, radiation alone. And one of the things that I saw yes. that you mentioned in the study is that it's certainly an even more relevant question in countries with uh, limited resources. And can you expand on this a little bit? Okay. So just uh, uh, radiation resources uh, were relatively limited in China. Uh, especially in 15 years ago. So normally after a radical surgery, our patients, if they had uh, indications to uh, receive the further adjuvant uh, radiotherapy, uh, these patients have to wait um, more than two months, so normally about three months to uh, start uh, adjuvant radiation therapy. Mm -hmm. So both in this case, just both the patients and the clinicians uh, would feel very anxious during a long time when waiting 
for the radiation starting. So they worry about the tumor recurrence. So in this case, uh, sometimes in uh, clinical practice, so uh, the doctors may give the patients chemotherapy firstly, first, so during the pretty long <coughs> waiting uh, time for radiation. So they just hoping that uh, chemotherapy may uh, prevent the uh, metastasis of cancer, uh, avoid the delay of uh, adjuvant treatment. So, however, we, did, we didn't really know whether this uh, kind of uh, uh, re replacement of treatment would bring the benefits for the patients with the uh, adverse uh, pathological factors. So, uh, th uh, there was no high level of uh, evidence to support us to use uh, this kind of treatment for those patients. So this was also one of the reasons why we would like to conduct these uh, star studies in 2007. Actually, we uh, designed this study in 2007. So in the uh, areas with uh, limited uh, resources, normally there is a, a big lack of uh, the radiation equipment. Uh, it is why we said that this is uh, an even more uh, relevant question in countries with uh, uh, limited resources. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and you. You mentioned before uh, that the eligibility criteria uh, were patients with uh, stage 1 and early uh, stage 2, I believe. Um, what, any other uh, additional eligibility criteria that you uh, required for the study? Uh, yes, uh, just um, uh, the patients uh, for this uh, study, they need to present uh, some uh, high-risk factors after the radical uh, surgery. If the pathology uh, examination uh, presented the uh, adverse factors, including lymph node metastasis, positive uh, pyrometrium or margins, uh, lymphatic vascular uh, space involvement or deep stromal invasion. So uh, the patients with these four uh, risk factors, they were uh, eligible for this uh, uh, study. So I just uh, I would like to uh, explain or demonstrate here something about the criteria uh, for the high risk or intermediate risk factors we used in China uh, during that time. So just uh, at the time of a star, star study initiation, uh, that's about uh, uh, in 2008, uh, actually we had not make a distinction between the high risk and the intermediate uh, risk uh, pathological factors, and uh, according to this kind of uh, mm, risk uh, to manage the patients differently in our uh, our clinical practice. Uh, at that time, set-list criteria was not widely accepted and applied in our country. For example, which we actually uh, treat the patients with uh, radiotherapy after surgery uh, if the patients uh, had uh, uh, deep stromal invasion 
as deep as stroma elation uh, was considered as uh, intermediate uh, risk factor uh, according to the uh, uh, syphilis criteria. But uh, in our country, mm. we treat the patients uh, with uh, these uh, risk factors uh, uh, use, uh, using the radiotherapy after uh, uh, radical surgery. So these are also our uh, cancer center the guidelines. So just uh, at that time, we we haven't used the syphilis criteria uh, to uh, stratify the patient as uh, uh, intermediate risk uh, factor. Mm-hmm. So that's um, maybe the uh, there's a uh, there's a uh, limited limitation of our studies. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you, you had mentioned previously that um, disease-free survival was obviously your primary outcome. Um, and I was wondering if you yeah. can talk to us a little bit about what were some of the secondary outcomes of the study? Okay. The second outcome uh, include uh, uh, overall survival, toxicity, mm-hmm. and the quality of life. And a uh, different metastasis free survivor. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of the quality of life, we designed four times of questionnaires for subjects in this study. And uh, the patient's quality of life were uh, evaluated by European organization for research and the treatment of cancer quality of life questionnaire. Uh, uh, certainly, we used the Chinese version and that's uh, approved by ASCUS committee. Mm-hmm. So totally four times questionnaire were carried out at uh, firstly at uh, uh, one week after surgery, that's a baseline. And second is uh, the end of the adjuvant treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third one is in uh, uh, one year and, and uh, fourthly in uh, two years after completion of therapy. So this uh, mm, quality of life detailed results together with uh, OS data will be orally presented at the annual meeting of SGO in March of this year. Oh, that's great. So this is our uh, secondary uh, objective. Great. So now before getting into the, um, the actual results, I was wondering if you could just briefly describe the, the statistical design of the study. Okay, so the, the statistical design was conducted by uh, prof- uh, Professor Liu Qing. Uh, Professor Liu Qing is a statistician uh, working in our cancer center, so Shenzhen University Cancer Center. So I'm, I'm not very professional on statistics. So briefly, uh, briefly speaking, we assume that uh, either uh, concurrent uh, chemo radiation or sequential chemo radiation would lead to the ten um, percent improvement in a three-year disease-free survival in comparison with uh, radiation alone. Mm-hmm. So, just based on this uh, assumption, the sample size was uh, calculated. So, we need to recruit the. Uh, 990 patients mm-hmm. over five years, and uh, additional three-year follow-up were needed. Uh, this would provide uh, uh, 85% p- 
power to detect the 10% improvement in three-year DFS mm-hmm. in uh, uh, CCRT or SCRT group, comparing with the radiation alone group mm-hmm. at the two sides, uh, 0.05 significant mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. So the DFS analysis was performed just uh, uh, using a long-run test uh, with hard ratio estimated using a Cox profession, uh, proportional uh, hazard model. So, and uh, further comparison DFS between the uh, the two groups, there's uh, uh, SCRT group and uh, CCRT group, was also uh, set as uh, ex- explorer exploring uh, analysis. Actually, we we were very. Uh, we were actually uh, very interested in this uh, comparison uh, because uh, there was no such data reported previously. Right. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, no, and absolutely. And I just wanted to also remind our uh, listeners that um, SCRT uh, refers to sequential radiation and CCRT is referring to chemo radiation. So now, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to go into some details of the, uh, uh, actually, uh, a lot of details on the results, but I was wondering if you can just uh, provide the main findings as to what you feel should be the main take-home message from the, from the STARS uh, uh, trial. Okay, thank you. Mm, uh, briefly, we found that uh, in post-operative uh, treatment setting for the early stage cervical cancer patients. Uh, three-year disease-free survival rate in sequential chemoradiation arm and uh, a concurrent chemoradiation arm and the radiation alone group was uh, 98%, 90%. 85% and 82% respectively. There's a uh, um, statistically significant. So compared with uh, radiation alone or concurrent chemoradiation with a single agent uh, cisplatin, sequential chemoradiation with uh, paclitaxel and uh, cisplatin uh, did improve the patient's disease-free survival. And distant disease-free survivor, especially in those patients with uh, high-risk factors. Uh, however, no significant improvement in DFS uh, was seen in our study uh, in the patients uh, receiving the concurrent chemoradiation compared with uh, uh, radiation alone. So uh, SCRT, a uh, sequential uh, chemoradiation with a combination cisplatin and paclitaxel uh, was uh, optimal adjuvant treatment modality for early stage cervical cancer uh, patients, especially for those patients with uh, high risk factors. Yeah. Uh, that's what we found in our study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely uh, it's... Uh it's uh, quite a significant finding to see that the sequential uh, treatment was um, uh, certainly of of more benefit to the patients than concurrent or radiation alone. 
And one of the things that I wanted to ask you is that I noticed that in the radiation alone group, the rates of positive lymph nodes, I believe it was 18%, was lower than in the other two groups, that it was about 30%, so almost double in the other two groups. Mm. Um, so why do you think this was the case in a, in a prospective randomized trial? Um, frankly, it's a flaw in the design of this study. Uh, so in this uh, in our study, the patients with adverse pathological factors uh, were all included in this uh, study, whatever the high-risk uh, factors or intermediate uh, uh, risk factors. Mm-hmm. Um, but the study was not designed to stratify patients according to each risk factor separately. Mm-hmm. So it uh, happened that a few patients uh, with a lymphonome metastasis were designed were assigned to the uh, radiation alone group than the other two groups. Uh, so, so I think uh, mm, there are some bias when patients. Uh, maybe uh, get into this uh, study. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so it was uh, also a limitation of this trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, we discussed this uh, issue in our uh, paper. So even so, we still can see the uh, sequential group uh, still had uh, present a better DFS mm-hmm. than the radiation uh, group alone, uh, radiation alone group. Mm-hmm. So that may be further emphasizing the uh, sequential chemoradiation uh, has a uh, strength in uh, treating patients with high-risk factors. And, and one of the things that, that was also brought up in our in discussions uh, here was that in the STARS uh, trial, you included, I believe it was 200 plus 221 patients, I believe, who underwent neoadjuvant chemotherapy mm-hmm. for tumors greater than four centimeters. And then you, you go on to mention that these were evenly distributed among the three groups. But um, the question is, do, mm-hmm. do you consider there was an impact uh, or what could have been the impact of including these patients uh, in your results, and, and were there any thoughts at any point of excluding those patients from the analysis? Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess so. Uh, if we can just exclude the patients who have uh, received uh, new adjuvant chemotherapy uh, from this study, that would be great. Um, because I, I do think the combination uh, chemotherapy may cause the uh, some interface to the uh, survival re- results. Um, but in China, there are lots of patients with uh, a cervical tumor less than four centimeters uh, would be given the new adjuvant chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So if we include these patients, the Maybe uh, more than twenty percent of patients cannot be recruited in this study. So that we, uh, I think, that maybe we cannot recruit enough uh, samples for this study. Mm-hmm. Um, while this kind of patients with a large tumor normally just uh, have a high potential uh, with high risk factors after uh, surgery 
exam, uh, pathological examination, I think. Uh, fortunately, tumor size was a, a stratified factor in our study. Maybe uh, this can make this uh, patient's balanced uh, sign to the each treatment group. Okay. Uh, we also, uh, yeah, we also did a subgroup analysis for the new adjuvant patients, uh, new adjuvant uh, chemotherapy patients. So, in uh, just within this uh, a small population, there was no DFS or OS difference can be seen among the three groups. Mm. Uh, maybe just uh, uh, this uh, uh, only a small part. Uh, just a small number of patients received the new adjuvant chemo. Uh, this cannot uh, really uh, tell uh, there is uh, no or not uh, there is or not uh, the any difference between uh, between the uh, three groups. Okay, and one of the things also uh, we wonder is what is the completion in, in terms of what was the rate of completion of treatment in each group and also wondering if there was a difference in the rate of completion between the sequential group and the concurrent chemo radiation group. Okay, uh, so uh, in our results, we can see uh, almost 100%. That's uh, uh, exactly is a 98 0.8 percent patients in radiation alone group complete the whole uh, treatment, mm -hmm. but only uh, 62 percent patients in uh, a concurrent chemoradiation group mm -hmm. and uh, 73 percent patients in sequential group mm -hmm. complete the assigned treatment according to the uh, protocol. Okay. Uh, so the patients in the uh, sequential uh, group had a significant high rate of completion than CCRT uh, group. Okay. Uh, this this is another uh, issue I would like to state here. So just uh, in our uh, clinical practice, uh, I mean in uh, China, we noticed that so concurrent chemo radiation was uh, often um, intolerable to Chinese patients. Uh, this is a very different uh, uh, to the, I think, uh, to the uh, American experience. <laughs> um, this also often lead to the discontinu discontinuation of radiation. Mm. So many patients have to uh, stop uh, cisplatin chemotherapy to allow the patient to complete radiotherapy. Mm -hmm. So that's a, a one of the ratio of this study we conducted. Mm -hmm. And, and so, uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. So I, the, the, I think this uh, has a um, consistency with uh, what we have seen in our uh, clinical practice in this uh, study. So the patients in CCRT group also had a lower completion rate of treatment. We think in the CCRT group, chemotherapy and radiotherapy just uh, uh, giving uh, 
at the same time. So the C, but in the SCRT group, chemotherapy and the radiotherapy were sequentially uh, given to the patient in a separate uh, period. So therefore, the acute uh, toxicity caused by chemo or uh, radio, so were not uh, overlapping in a short period uh, in sequential arm. Uh, this made the sequential chemoradiation more tolerable uh, than uh, concurrent chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, uh, the reason I explained it. Yeah, so better disease-free survival, and actually it sounds like uh, um, tolerability uh, it's, uh, it's uh, higher in that group. Um, you mentioned that the, well, mm -hmm. the study stated that the median follow-up was 56 months. So what was the overall mm -hmm. recurrence rate? And then also, what was the recurrence rate for each of the groups? Uh, the uh, recurrence rate, the total uh, recurrence rate was uh, 16%, 16 16.4% in uh, all the patients. And yes, there is a difference uh, a rate of recurrence among the three groups. Uh, so, sequential group presented the lowest recurrence rate at three years. That's about 10%. But uh, in CCRT group, uh, recurrence rate was uh, 15% and 18% uh, in the RT group. Mm -hmm. So, that's a uh, significant difference. Mm -hmm. And one of the things also that I noticed was that there was no difference in disease-free survival or overall survival between radiation alone versus concurrent mm -hmm. chemoradiation. Um, and this kind of goes a little bit against some, some of the studies that we have seen in the past that um, chemoradiation may be of uh, benefit to patients with high-risk disease. Um, and I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Um, you know, should we go as far as saying that we don't need chemo radiation and instead radiation alone is sufficient in this high risk group? What would you say to that? Uh, so, uh, firstly, I think as a, a radio sensitivity enhancer, uh, concurrent chemo radiation with a single uh, agent. This uh, plating are not enough to improve the distance control. Uh, this uh, result was also observed in our uh, in a, uh, this uh, a star study. Um, another thing, uh, secondly, in the PP population, protocol population, uh, in this population, all the patients complete uh, all the treatment. Mm, including uh, the assigned the chemotherapy. Mm -hmm. But uh, the DFS still uh, did not reach the statistical uh, significance between the uh, concurrent uh, chemoradiation and the uh, radiation alone group. So we believe that uh, radiation combined with uh, two drugs uh, chemotherapy uh, should be better a uh, choice for the adjuvant uh, uh, treatment in patients with high risk factors. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, the combination of chemotherapy 
and maybe better uh, for the uh, preventing the uh, distant metastasis and the local uh, recurrence. Mm-hmm. Is what I think. Yeah. And now uh, I was wondering, Yinghang, if you can um, talk a little bit about toxicity. Uh, was there a difference uh, in toxicity that you saw among the the three groups? Uh, yes, among the three groups, uh, um, the RT, uh, the radiation alone group, had a significant lower rate of any grade of uh, toxicity and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, also, the grade three and the grade four uh, toxicity than other two groups. Mm, between the CCRT and the SCRT groups, uh, there is no statistically significant difference can be seen uh, in the incidence of uh, grade three or four uh, hematological toxicity effects. Mm-hmm. However, the CCRT group had high rates of grade 3 or 4 uh, GI toxicities, uh, such as uh, nausea and vomiting. Mm-hmm. It's more common uh, than the SCRT group. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I noticed that there was a, a much higher proportion mm-hmm. of patients in the concurrent chemoradiation group compared to the sequential group that discontinued. Uh, radiotherapy or chemotherapy due to the toxicity. Mm. So then that also then brings the question, is the fact that there was a, an improvement in survival um, in the sequential group secondary to they had a higher rate of completion of therapy? Mm-hmm. Mm. In the ITT population, so adjuvant uh, SCRT, uh, in our study, you can see the SCRT was associated with a high rate of DFS mm-hmm. at three years than the uh, treatment with uh, CCRT or RT alone. So I don't think uh, uh, the survival benefits were due to the reduced toxicity and the increased uh, tolerability to the treatment mm-hmm. because uh, you can see uh, in the PP uh, population, in the PP analysis, even though uh, all the patients completed the assigned treatment, uh, SCRT still showed a high rate of the DFS than CCRT, uh, and uh, also high than the uh, RT alone. So considering the survival benefits and the better tolerance, I think the sequencing um, uh, chemoradiation uh, with uh, uh, paclitaxel and the cisplatin combination uh, might be the optimal adjuvant modality for mm-hmm. cervical cancer patients. So then that brings me to my, my last question, which is, you know, you mentioned that sequential therapy should be considered in, in low-resource mm-hmm. settings. But based on the study, it mm. seems that it is superior to concurrent chemoradiation and superior to radiation alone. So why not use it in all sources, uh, in, in, in high-resource setting and in low-resource setting? Should this be the new mm-hmm. standard of care for patients who undergo a radical hysterectomy, 
who have uh, evidence of these high risk factors. Mm. Yeah, this are uh, uh, really a challenging uh, question. Actually, at the um, beginning, um, our original intention was to explore uh, if there is an alternative adjuvant treatment to CCRT for post-operative cervical cancer patients in the low-resources settings, and meaning the the low-resources res uh, setting means the uh, um, radiation equipment uh, uh, limited. So, according to the results of uh, our study, uh, sequential. Uh, Chemoradiation results resulted in a higher DFS in ITT population, and also the resulting the the lower cancer uh, death risk, lower rates of uh, AEs, and the better tolerance uh, to the treatment than the other two groups, means uh, and uh, the CCRT and the RT. So this. Uh, uh, really supporting us to use uh, ICRT in our uh, clinical practice. Um, mm, but I know that currently there are two other ongoing prospective trials uh, looking at the efficacy of CCRT and the ICRT uh, in the uh, patients with uh, a high risk or intermediate risk uh, factors. So I think uh, maybe they need to reach with a better rate for these uh, two trials results. Um, but I think uh, currently, at least, uh, STARS results gives uh, uh, the good evidence to use uh, SCRT uh, in radiation resource limited areas. And also, I think uh, STARS results support. Uh, to conduct the GUG263 uh, and the ARG0724 uh, trial. Uh, I think uh, if uh, these two trials results uh, are consist consistent with our uh, study, uh, maybe we can use a new whole settings. And that and that becoming the the new standard, absolutely. So, I I wanted to uh, yeah. obviously thank you so much for your time. I wanted to congratulate you on uh, this excellent uh, publication. And uh, Professor Yi Hong Liu, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. And thank you, thank you, uh, Doctor Ramirez, and thanks uh, IGGC uh, General to give me this opportunity to to discuss our, our results. Thank you very much. Thank you.